Hello everybody, this is Daniel Coates, aka Artisan Coates, and this is God's Glory Podcast. Um, I just got back from the beach, the Outer Banks, and I got a message for you guys titled Faith. But before we get started, let's pray in. Father, thank you for bringing us back this day. Thank you for all the people who are listening, God. We don't take one person for granted, so if it's only one person who watches this, thank you in advance for that person. Open up their ears, open up their eyes, open up their minds, open up their hearts to receive anything that I might say. God, allow your omnipresence and your omnipotence to work so that through me they may receive something. If they don't need something, Father, prompt the Holy Spirit in whichever way you in whichever way you please. But my Father, thank you for bringing them here so they may listen. In Jesus' name we pray. In Yeshua's name, Amen. Okay, the title of faith. First, let's look up what the Bible says about faith because I just. I want to break this down real quick. Now, this is Hebrews 11 and 1. Hebrews 11 and 1. It says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Hebrews 11 and 1. Chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. It has a common between that and um I believe that everything holds significance within 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 the word. So let's break down this first part first. The assurance of things hoped for. So that means you can't have faith without hope. Um I know this relates to me personally because it was it was a season and it, it's it's even it can it can even happen now where you know you're so bombarded bombarded by the things of life that you know what I mean you just start to troop with your head down it's not like you've given up but you started to I see myself in a blizzard you know what I mean like a snowstorm right and you know those dudes who like walk with their heads down with their arms over their faces and they just keep on trooping forward through the blizzard while the snow like just to block themselves from the snow light that's how I see a lot of us in the spirit right now we're kind of like just trooping with our heads down through the storm and um it's not as if we've given up but we've lost the sense of hope I wouldn't say hope but we've lost the sense of hope you know and you can you can it's a such thing as being in something so long like you just you really you really just trying to get to it you feel what I'm saying it's like you get I know for me personally it's like I get in this mode like this hyper focus mode where I'm just focused on getting through you feel what I'm saying like I'm just I'm just how you say it like striving and not and not thriving I'm striving you know what I mean? But I'm not thriving or particularly living in the aspect. It's like 
Man, I'm just keeping it trooping. You feel what I'm saying? And I know I'm not the only one that get caught up in that mental space, but I'm going to take you back to another time that God showed me. Um, I was outside, and this was during a time where I was smoking. I don't smoke no more, but I was outside smoking, and I'm being transparent, but I was outside smoking, and um, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. Because during that time, I didn't hope, you know, I didn't have any hope within because I was going through so much and I remember how the Holy Spirit refreshed me with hope. Hope will have you joyful. Hope will have you around here joyful for what's to come. You know, and I just remember I just remember the significant difference between the state I was in and and, and, the, and after the Holy Spirit refreshed me. You know, you could be in something so long, you can't even, you don't even know, like, you don't even know the state you're in is, like, different from the state that you're supposed to be in. You know what I mean? And, um, I just remember being refreshed in my spirit with hope and I believe it was then where God called me into a new covenant and I still remember man like looking up to the sky and, and it was a cloudy night and um, I still remember looking up to the sky and after I was refreshed I looked up to the sky and the place where the clouds was it was a big rift in the sky like all the clouds that were in a certain portion of the sky that I was looking at before they were all clear it was like something had literally like blew like and blew all the clouds away but um the assurance of things hoped for the assurance I want to look up assurance too just so we get it from a definition perspective and not just straight from my mouth. Assurance. A believer's confidence in God. God's response to prayer and the hope of eternal salvation. That's one definition. Another definition says confidence of mind or manner. Mm. Let's see another definition. Mm. Hebrews 6 and 17. This is not even a definition, but it's just a verse that describes it. And it says that he guaranteed he guaranteed it with an oath. That's all it says. He guaranteed it with an oath. Mm. Insurance assurance though. A confidence in that's what I'm grabbing from it a confidence in whatever you hope for so let's so let's read this first part of Hebrews 11 and 1 again now faith is the assurance of things hoped for so for those of you who don't know what assurance mean faith is the confidence of things hoped for 
a confidence of things hoped for. You know, when you're confident in something like, it's like you wear it on you. You know what I mean? It's like you wear it on you. Confidence isn't something that can be hidden. You can sense confidence in a person. You know when a person walk in a room or how he talk or how he move, you know that he, you know if somebody confident or not. And the Spirit just placed on me, um... You gotta, you gotta wear that. Whatever you hoping in, you gotta wear that. You gotta, you gotta walk in that. You know what I mean? A lot of people talk about putting their heart on their sleeve. You gotta put your hope on your sleeve. You have to walk in that. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Walking what you hope for. And the second part of the scripture says the conviction of things not seen. And that kind of goes back to the first part because a lot of times we don't walk in what we hope for or we feel this sense of shame and what we hope for because we can't see it personally. And so we think since we can't see it, we don't want to show the hope. We don't want to show the hope or what we hope in because we can't personally see it. So the first part, the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Let's look at conviction real quick. A strong belief or opinion. That's the definition of conviction. A strong belief or opinion. A strong belief or opinion. Something that you stand on. How you gonna stand on something? If you're not confident in it. And why aren't you confident. In the things that you're hoping for. Why aren't you confident. In the best. Why is your confidence in the worst. Why do you identify yourself. With struggle with the past instead of identifying yourself with hope and faith. Is it because is it because we lack the confidence? Is it because we lack the confidence? I just want everybody to ask themselves today, what do I wear? What do I have confidence in? What do I walk in? 
speaking of walking, so I'm personally believing God for things in my life and um it's some financial breakthrough that I need in order to do certain projects, you know what I mean? I wanna I wanna complete certain projects in my life and it's some it's some financial resources that I need in order to complete those things. And so I got home I got home from you know the out of banks and uh as soon as I got home I didn't even get to unpack none of my stuff or nothing. But um I was like, Father, like first of all I was praying all the way on on the way home, like Father, like, cause I've been believing for these financial resources, like, Father, like, I need, I need these resources, you know I need them, you know what I want to do with them, Father, you know, and, um, yeah, so I got home, and I was like, Father, what do, what do I need to do in order to receive, and, um, he said, walk, <laughs> he, he, he told me, walk, and, I said, well, where do you want me to go? See, you got, you got to, I just want to stop right there because you got to watch how you respond. You know what I mean? He, 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 he told me walk. I said, where do you want me to go? Direction. That's what I'm trying to say. Direction. Don't just receive instruction and then you never tap back into the instructor. You need direction amongst this walk. But yeah, keep on going. But um, he said, he said, he, he, he didn't say anything, but he showed me a vision. And um, I know, I know where I'm at in the streets around my house and everything. And he showed me a vision of the path that he wanted me to walk. And where he wanted me to walk, um, it was on the main street, but it's not no sidewalk up there, nothing. So... I'm like, dang, like, the car's gonna be rolling by, I'm just gonna be walking in the grass, and, you know what I mean, like, my car's sitting up front, you feel me, like, I ain't, you know, and, and instantly, like, <laughs> instantly, like, shame began to, to arise, you know what I mean, and that's, that's one thing, you know, we gotta recognize that faith in God, he never calls you to shame. So if he's calling you to do something and you're uncomfortable and you're you're uncomfortable about it, just say that you're uncomfortable. You feel what I'm saying? Embrace that uncomfort, but don't go to shame. Don't respond that that, that it is shame because it's not it's the actual thing that he's calling you to do is not shame. That's what he died on the cross for. For your shame. That's what he bared all the shame of the world for, for, for your shame. So anything that he calls you to do, it's not, it's not to shame you. That's first of all, any, any, any faith, any move that he's calling you, if God is telling you to do it, that's the last thing you need to worry about is shame. And if you're worrying about that, then that's something that you need to address within yourself because it's not shame, it's it's pain. It's past pain or a scar maybe that you need to deal with. 
But yeah, but this is how I respond. I'm like, I start saying all these things like, dang, name rolling, walking on the grass, like, Lord, you, you sure this is where you want me to go? You know what I mean? I was sure though. And um, so I, I began to walk and while I'm walking in the grass, you know, cars rolling by and everything. And I'm over here looking on the ground like, I'm like, Lord, is the money on the ground somewhere? Like, you need, you want me to pick it up? That's where it's at. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, so I'm walking and, um, I'm walking and then I turn on this street. And on the side street, I'm walking up the street and I'm, and I'm, and I'm looking everywhere and, I looked to my left and it was a church, a local church on a side street. Nobody was there, it was just a local church. And um before I left before I left the beach, this lady sowed a seed in my life and that's all the money I had in my pocket, this seed this lady gave me. And the Holy Spirit pointed out to me a mailbox that was at the front of the church. And he said, place the money in your pocket in that mailbox. So, you know what I mean? I, I don't know if this was trespassing or what, but, you know, I, I walked through that parking lot. I went to that front door and I put that money in that mailbox. Then I began walking and, um... On the way home, I was listening to a podcast, and it was, uh, they were talking about the, uh, the book of Daniel, Shirek, Meshach, and, uh, how before they were thrown into the furnace, uh, the king was basically like, you know, if you don't bow down, then I'll throw you into the furnace. He was like, and they said that. Our God shall surely save us, but even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, we will not bow down to your God. That's faith. That's faith, knowing that even if God don't move the way I want him to, I still know that he's God and I still will acknowledge him to be my father and my God. It's one thing to believe him with good or if you're good, but to believe him through thick and thin, through bad and good, when you've been going through bad for a minute and still acknowledge him as your Lord. Now, be careful when you say Lord, because Lord means ruler over all. Ruler over all. So when you announce somebody as Lord, that means like he is ruler of your life. You know what I mean? So if you're rebellious in certain parts of your life when you know the Holy Spirit is prompting you to let go of some things and then he is not Lord over that situation in your life. So he's technically not your Lord. You know, so just be careful throwing that Lord word around. But um, yeah, he told me to sow that seed and I began walking. I'm like, Father... 
even if you don't, even if you don't, you're still my God. I'm saying it right now, just, just taking it in. Even if you don't, Father, you are still my Lord. You are still my God and you are still good. Even if you don't move in my way. A lot of times when life doesn't work out the way we envision it, whether that's you lose somebody, whether that's you go through something, whether a close a close one to you is going through something, whatever it is. A lot of times when life doesn't go out as we envision it or envision it, it should go out or it should be or if something if something plays in our life that we don't deem as good or or godly then we start to shy away from God but who are we to deem something as godly who are we to deem something as right and wrong when we were born into this world of sin? Who are we to deem anything in our imperfection? Just think about that. Just think about an imperfect leader telling you what's right and what's wrong. A lot of a lot of you, a lot of you folk, a lot of you opinionated folk wouldn't follow that type of person. So why do you deem yourself worthy to judge these things? Yet you don't deem Donald Trump worthy to judge these things. Both of y'all are imperfect. So what makes us worthy? What makes us worthy? Yeah, man, like, God is good. I'll be the one to tell you, and my life ain't all squeaky and shiny, and I ain't got everything I want the way I wanted it. You know, I'm still hoping for some things now. You know what I mean? I still ain't got... I thought I thought I was gonna find some money. I thought I was gonna find the money I needed on the ground. You feel what I'm saying? But by the time I got closer to my house, I'm like, man, I gotta stop digging on the ground. Like I'm getting tired. My neck hurt. Like, <laughs> and I just looked up because he is my provider. He is my provision. He gonna get that money to me. When he deems it worthy. But what is any financial resource I need. To the person who created the world. The foundations of the world. Who placed the moon. And the the, the the Bible refers to it as the great lights. But who placed the stars and the sun and the moon in the sky. Who made the boundaries for waters. Who when he speaks. Thunder begins to rumble. And, and animals begin to give birth. Who am I to belittle him below my provisions, to belittle him below what I need in life? 
faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. You know, you can have faith toward your fears. You can have faith toward the wrong things in your life. Real talk, you can have faith toward things you don't necessarily want, but you believe them more than you believe that something good will happen. The world calls that person a pessimist or anything else they may call them. But you can believe and hope for things that are negative, that are contrary to what you would truly want if you got to choose. Choice, choose, choice. Our choice. We're choosing. We're choosing our faith every day. We're choosing our faith every day. What are you choosing to believe in? What are you choosing <laughs> to hope in? Is this something that's beneficial to you? Your future, your foundation? Or is this something that's detrimental to your life? It's real. It's something I gotta ask myself. It's something we all gotta ask ourselves on this journey. One thing we can't do though is continue to sugarcoat it. Because then that's walking in a lie. And I'm home now and I'm recording. And my provision, my faith. My faith, it lies in God. It doesn't lie in the answer to my prayers. It doesn't lie in the check. A lot of us got faith in a check and not in God. If God took away your source of income, how many, how many people will lose their confidence, their sense of identity? How many people will lose their peace? How many people will begin to panic? How many people will fold? Real talk, if God took away your income, not just quickly, but for a duration of time, how would you respond? Your response is rooted in your foundation, your belief. Your faith. Real talk, your response is rooted in your faith. So what do you really have faith in? What do you really lean on? Is it on God? Or is it on financial security? Is it on God? Or is it in your own ability? 
Is it on God? Or is it in your preacher? Your friend? Your wife, your husband? Where does your faith reside? If it's not in God, then it's built upon a rickety foundation. It's built upon an unstable foundation. Because man is not perfect. Your preacher ain't perfect. Your job ain't perfect. All of these things can be taken or shaken in an instant. And we're searching for any and everything to lean on, to have faith in, but God. And it's really rooted in our inability to walk in the things that we hope for. Because others can't see it. Because you can't see it. So you got this sense of shame. You got this sense of shame of walking in it because it's not seen. In a world that's so tangible, driven. You feel like if you can't hold it, lean on it, touch it, then. It's not something worthy of your faith. And that's why we can't walk confidently in the things that we hope for. We can't have the assurance of the things that we hope for or the conviction of the things not seen. They coincide with each other. This is something I had to get to you though. I want us all to ask ourselves. How. Am I walking? Where. Am I walking? And what. Do I lean on? What is my faith inside? What is my faith reside? Where does my heart rest? And ask yourself if your provision, whether that's financial security or your ability, if these things were to be taken away, how would you respond? Because your response is rooted in your faith. I'm going to keep it right there though, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. You know, because everybody... 
Everybody don't listen, especially in this world we in. Everybody ain't got that sense of focus where they can just listen. You know? But yes, let's pray out. Father, thank you for bringing us here this day. Thank you for all the people who are listening. My Father, anybody who seeks you, Father, let their seeking not be in vain. For anybody who's listening, open their ears so they may listen. That they may receive what you intended them to receive from this message. And thank you, Father, for who you are, your goodness. That we choose to have faith in you and our good and our bad. And recognize you for who you truly are, which is God and goodness made manifest. We love you. I love you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. Again, this is God's glory. I'm Artisan Coates. Remember, we are God's glory, and the glory belongs to God. Peace, love. <laughs>